Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Ohana podcast. Once again, my name is Lima and I am your host. Today's episode is titled Parenting That God Approves. Parenting That God Approves. You know, church, the devil has been working to destroy families, to destroy Ohana's. And he's he's been trying, and and in some places, uh, he's very effective, uh, trying to infiltrate the church, um, and influencing parents to get away from biblical teaching on how we should raise children. Right there, there are so many problems. In our world today, and a lot of them can be traced back to the home. It can be traced back to parental failure. Right? Take, for example, if, if you take a look at what parents have to deal with today and what some parents are dealing with today, right? There are parents that are dealing with their children having gender identity problems you think about that now that's a that's a that's a major crisis uh the gender confusion is a real problem that is affecting uh families it's affecting parents and and sometimes parents perpetuate this confusion by giving in to the philosophies and the false, you know, uh, claims uh, that come with this agenda of uh, transgenderism or ge- gender identity. Um, and so uh, we have parents dealing with things like that. Take, for example, here is a single segment uh, from a, an article on the New York Post about a mother who was dealing with, you know, her her child's uh, gender identity problem, right? And and when we look at it, um, uh, just just listen to this. It's 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 really sad. And and I quote: Single mom Bree was visiting the pediatrician's office with her fifteen year old, a child struggling with anxiety. When the doctor said, if you don't affirm your daughter's gender identity or get her the help she needs and she kills herself, you're going to feel awfully guilty. Bree, who asked the Post to publish only her nickname for fear of being branded a bigot and doxxed by transgender rights activists, was horrified not only by the insinuation her teen would commit suicide if she didn't transition, but also the fact that the general practitioner issued the warning in front of them both. Activists are increasingly pushing for laws that allow children to make their own decisions to transition without parental approval. Uh, 
insisting that going through puberty is traumatic for those who feel misgendered. End quote. Yeah, just listen to that story. Right? It's it's very sad. Um, you you, you know, and, and then you have doctors, a, a, a general practitioner that, that would say such a foolish thing in front of the 15-year-old and, 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 and to this parent. You know, um, that's what that's what parents are dealing with today. You know, and then you have there are there are parents dealing with, you know, things like gen, uh, transgender athletes dominating their daughter's sports. Right? You you got you got these male athletes that really cannot compete against other males, but they found a a, a new hope, if you will, in competing against females. And the name Chelsea Mitchell comes to mind because this is this is a girl athlete that uh, was was really top of 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 her sport, but because of you know this gender equality stuff and because of of transgender athletes, uh, uh, male male athletes being allowed to compete in female sports because they identify as females because of that Chelsea Mitchell would lose you know her top spot and and her hopes her future hope to 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 be a professional athlete in in her category in her sport All right uh he, here's a, a again a, a segment from an article of what of what of Chelsea describing you know how she feels about this, right? And, and I want to read this quote for us. And, and I quote, it's February 2020. I'm crouched at the starting line of the high school girls 55 meter indoor race. This should be one of the best days of my life. I'm running in the state championship and I'm ranked the fastest high school female in the 55 meter dash in the state. I should be feeling confident. I should know that I have a strong shot at winning. Instead, all I can think about is how all my training, everything I've done to maximize my performance might not be enough simply because there is a runner on the line with an enormous physical advantage, a male body. End quote. And, and Chelsea is not alone in this. You have so many uh, girl athletes, female athletes, that that their opportunity to 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 really uh, achieve their goals taken from them because of failed male athletes that were allowed through this philosophy of 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 uh, uh, gender equality, right? Uh, of gender confusion, of, of transgenderism. These athletes were allowed to compete with females. Can you imagine being a parent to these girls? And how and how how are you going to explain things to them? Right? Then you look again to our world, and you will definitely see that many parents are not disciplining their children. 
you know, there's no, there's no instruction. There's no um, uh, 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 discipline, whether it's, it's a, a form, there's no form of punishment for wrongdoing. And so what that does, it, it, it creates disrespectful, um, uh, entitled adults. And we have too many adults like that today. It's a problem today. We we see we see a lot of that in, in you know in the in the riots in the recent riots, uh, in the pandemic and 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 all the looting, the the burning, destruction of other people's property, um, trespassing on other people's property. There's no respect. There's no uh, uh, there there's no grounding in in being respectful of other people's property being respectful of authority uh uh the the value of hard work and and the pride of of working and 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 uh, uh and eating uh by your sweat by your hard work yeah we have too many entitled adults disrespectful adults and part of that problem uh and at the root of that problem it's poor parenting. And then there are many different parenting methods that, that we're hearing about. And, and they contain things that are contrary to God's instructions for raising children. You know, take, for example, there are parents that are being taught that it's, it's, a, it's a very bad thing, a very abusive thing to spank your children right and you 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 use the word spank around certain parents they 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 lose it right because they they've bought into this philosophy that that you know punishing your children you know for for wrongdoing and is is abusive and and so there there are abusive parents out there but the idea is that th there is this you know, movement uh, away from what God said works and what God said we should do as parents uh, in regards to disciplining our children. And so you can make this argument that, that many of, the, of society's problems can be traced back to the home. You know, many parents have, have failed to take seriously their God-given responsibilities. And so that brings us to, to our, our, our topic, you know, parenting that God approves. You know, it's so important that we go back to the foundation, that we go back to the truth when it comes to parenting. It's important that we should trust God and His instructions about raising children, that as parents, we, we need to go back to the word for guidance on how we should raise our children, right? And so parenting that God approves is number one, parenting that promotes the biblical family structure, right? Parenting that promotes the biblical family structure. In Genesis 2, you know, we read in Genesis 2, verse 20 through 25. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. 
but for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord caused, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and excuse me, and closed it up, and closed up the flesh in its place. Excuse me. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from Adam, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. What, what is the biblical family structure? In God's creation of the family, there is a father, a man, a male leader. Right? The father is to be the spiritual leader in that family. Right? And then there is a mother who is the helper who is the supporter who works together with the father to ensure the health and the and 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 the and the and the and and the safety and security and the protection of the family the raising of children right and so parenting needs to promote that structure what what am i talking about i'm talking about parenting that god approves of it, it starts with a marriage that focuses on godly things it starts with a marriage that is god centered right parents we cannot faithfully discharge our responsibility to our children if the marriage is not healthy if the marriage is not uh, 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 centered on God right? that is so important it's so important for children to see that their father and their mother love each other that they have a healthy relationship with each other believe it or not that's part of parenting but it starts with the marriage it starts with respecting the roles that god has given in marriage the father you are the leader you're the head of the house your children need to see that you are leading your children need to see that you are the head of the house and mother, you are you are there to to support, you are there to help, you are there to to work together with the leader of your house. It's so important for children to see that it's all part of the family structure that God created. And what happens in our world today is that you have parents that are trying to parent while they are not working on their marriage. As a matter of fact, it's become a thing where there are, are parents that are, uh, uh, you know, divorced 
but they still decide to 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 live together or stay together um, for the sake of children. Parenting that God approves, it starts with promoting the biblical family structure, right? And so we obviously to, to state the obvious um uh, uh sinful and contrary relationships to this, you, you have families where there are two dads. Or there are families that were are where there are two moms, a man and a man in a marriage, a woman and woman in marriage, and for some reason they they have adopted children or they have children through some other mean, right? Whether it be in vitro or whatever whatever there is. There's so many different ways now. It's crazy. But um but that in itself are, are sinful family structures, right? That's not the family that God created. Uh, a man and a man cannot be uh, faithful and good parents. Cannot do it because you're already promoting a sinful way, a sinful lifestyle by you know the relationship uh, that is leading the children. And so, parenting starts with a good marriage. It starts with respecting the the roles that God has given to a man and to a woman. And so that is so important in parenting. Number two, parenting that God approves is parenting that involves teaching God's word. All right. And this is this is a real problem in society. It's also a real problem in the church. You you have in the church parents or families that are ignorant of the word of God. Or you have parents that know the word of God, but their children have no idea what the word of God says. And so it's so important in parenting that we are teaching God's word to our children. Deuteronomy 6, you know, verse 4 through 7, we, we see that principle in, in this command of God to the Israelites. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You listen to the, those words from God, right? The Israelites were to do this, right? Uh, they were to teach the commandments of God. Not only they should live by it. That's part of teaching God's word, parents. We need to teach, we need to preach it to our children and walk it, right? And and demonstrate it to them. You gotta walk that talk, right? You there's no there's no benefit to teaching your children and then you show them that you don't follow the teaching, right? The children, they they follow what we do. They 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 are direct imprint. As one of my mentors said, they, they they will enjoy what we enjoy. They will love what we love. They will follow our examples as parents. And so it's so vital that we teach them God's word by, first of all, living on God's word. right? Showing our children that we love the Lord our God, that we will keep God's commandments. And then teaching them these commandments multiple times in a day, it, show, it shows here. 
You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. There is a consistent teaching here concerning uh, uh, the word of God. We should teach them to our children. Fathers, we have that responsibility. Ephesians 6 and verse 4. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Listen to that. Right? We are teaching our children God's word. We're teaching them how God loves. We're teaching them how, how God has rules that, that, that we should follow. We're teaching them healthy doctrine, healthy teaching. And think about Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15. You know, what a, what a great commentary of, of a child. And the Holy Spirit gave time to write it down through the penmanship of Paul. Listen, listen to what Paul said here, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15. And that from a childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Right. We need to to teach our children. And so. Parenting that God approves. Promotes the biblical structure of the family. It involves teaching God's word from a young age and continuously. It also involves, you know. Promoting or practicing the biblical disciplinary methods. There, there are some parenting methods that are saying that spanking, right? I, I like to use the word spanking. In, in Hawaii, we, we might say lickings. Uh, in Samoa, we say sasa. And everybody knows this. <laughs> um, you know, there are parenting philosophies that view sasa or spanking or lickings they view that as abusive and and they say that you know that doesn't develop children now i, I don't know who these individuals are that came up with this philosophy well one thing i do know is that the word of god shows that it's important as parents to discipline our children. And, and, and part of disciplining them involves, you know, sasa, involves lickings, involves, it includes spankings. And, and let me just share a few passages here that show that as parents, it is necessary to spank our children, right? Again, we are not to abuse our children. They, they are gifts from the Lord. We are, to instruct, we are to instruct them and then spank them when necessary, when absolutely needed. And there are times when it's needed. There are times when it's not needed. But to say that spanking is not biblical or it's contrary uh, uh, and it doesn't benefit our children is to speak um, 
about something that we know nothing about. Right? This is God giving these instructions. Uh, Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Train up a child in a way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Disciplining a child. Training a child. All right. Proverbs 23, verse 13 and verse 14. Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. But those are very choice words, right? Those, those are very specific words. Do not withhold correction. That's part of discipline, right? Your child needs to understand when they are wrong, that there are wrong things, that there are wrong ways. That they can be wrong. You, there's so many children growing up thinking they know it all and they are, are, are all right. They're right about everything. <laughs> it's important to correct a child. Right? And then and then it says here, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You know, my my dad, my dad loved us and and he spanked us as a children. I probably got more spankings. Um, compared to my other siblings, there were there there are six of us, and and I, all of us got spankings, especially the boys, right? Because we were we we're just troublemakers, and I I don't look back, and 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 I say, man, that spanking did not work, you know. Everyone that has been disciplined by their parents. That was beaten by a rod, right? The, the rod is is here mentioned, but it can be your slipper, it can be a, a switch, right? A, a piece of stick, it can be anything, right? Anything, um, uh, um, anything that is safe, right? Uh, again, there's there there can be overboard over here, but no, I don't even look back and say, you know what, those spankings did not work. You know, I look back and I understand why. My parents uh, spanked me when necessary. It's because they love me. They wanted me to understand that there is right and wrong, that there are consequences to our actions. And they want us to understand, you know, uh, th those important principles of respect, of, of, of uh, understanding authority, understanding the, the way, you know, um, uh, uh, things are in reality. And so spanking really helped us. It helped me a lot. And I'm thankful to my parents for spanking me because I learned a lot from it. Here's another proverb, Proverb 13, verse 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him discipline him promptly. Notice that, right? He who spares his rod Hates his son, right? You you talk about again the word choice, right? If you, if you don't discipline your children, you you really don't love them. You you hate them, right? And, and if you withhold correction, if you do not uh, uh uh give you know the physical punishment when necessary, you're not helping your child. And, and we see a lot of that. There, there's I, I know. Of, of a few in my circle of, of, of relationship, I know that there, there are some that they, they don't even spank their children. And man, these children, they rule their parents. 
and they're so disrespectful and, and they mouth off on their parents. They, they, they talk back and, and, you know, I, and I just look at it and, and in sadness and, and I think to myself, man, if you had done your job while they were young, you wouldn't have to deal with, with this, with this treatment from them as adults. Right, train up a child in the way you should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Here's another one. Proverbs 29 and verse 15. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Now, isn't that the truth? Right? A lot of, of, of parents, they live in regret because they did not take their responsibility seriously. And, and so they kind of see where where their child has grown up and the direction of life that they have taken. And, and it's not a good direction. Disciplining our children is important. It's important to have punishments for breaking rules, right? And, and it's important to have house rules. As parents, you are preparing your child to, to, to grow up and to be a responsible adult. You know, what happens to someone who grows up entitled, disrespectful, and then they commit a crime and they are punished for it. And then they are confused. Why am I being punished Punished for, for robbing a bank? All right. Uh, you're being punished because that's wrong. Right. And your parents are responsible for your behavior. Right, and I I know that's generalizing it, and in general, in general, parents, you you really do have an impact on on your child. I know there are cases where parents do good, but the child still grows up and makes poor decisions. Right, and that's, but but generally speaking, in truth, when we do what the Bible says for our children. The results will be what we read in the Bible, right? They they will be faithful. They they will commit their lives to God. They will be upstanding citizens. They will be law-abiding citizens because we laid the groundwork and we disciplined them. Parenting that God approves is parenting that promotes the biblical disciplinary methods. Okay, and so it it works. Trust God. That he knows what he's talking about. It works. All right. Um, and then finally, parenting that God approves is parenting that sets heavenly goals. You know, I believe as parents, we all want our children to be successful in life. We 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 don't want our children to, to grow up uh, living irresponsibly. Uh, having no work, having having no goal, having no purpose in life, sort of like just living off of the government, um, you know, just no direction in life, no purpose, right? All of us, we we want our kids to do good, and and it's important that we help them to to become good at those things, you know, what they, what what we want them to set as goals. In their lives. But let's not forget the ultimate goal, right? The ultimate goal. What true success is, true success is 
living your life and going to heaven. We we say that to our church kids every Sunday. They hear that every Sunday. They hear what is true success? Living your life and going to heaven. Matthew six and verse thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you, parents. You cannot compromise uh, uh, when it comes to spiritual things, right? You have to set heavenly goals. Take for example, a lot a lot of the kids that are faithful, uh, that grow up to be faithful Christians. One of the things I hear from them is that when it came to 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 worship services. Their parents made sure that it was top priority to be with the church, to worship God, and to be there with the church in the work of the church. That other things will will have to be missed. We we have to miss those things because you know spiritual things come first. And and you talk about kids that that were good sports players in their sport, and they would have to miss some games just. So, so they can be there Wednesday nights. They have to miss some practices because they have to be there Wednesday night. Parents that do not compromise, they put spiritual things first. That's parenting that God approves of. Parenting that puts God first, that puts heavenly things first. Colossians 3 comes to mind, right? Set your minds on things above not on things on the earth. Parents, we have to teach our children though that those things. We need to teach them the value of the things in life and the value of, of heavenly things and how we should put the heavenly things uh, um, first and foremost in importance. You know, and so it's so, it's so important for us to, to set that example as parents i don't want this podcast to to go any longer right and so uh there are many things that we like to cover uh we just can't do it all in, in a 30 minute segment but i really appreciate your time and your attention let's let's review these points parenting that god approves number one promotes the family structure the biblical family structure number two parenting that involves teaching god's word number three Parenting that involves biblical disciplinary methods, and then and then finally, parenting that sets heavenly goals. What's what's the ultimate goal for our children? Parents, we need to step up because there is a war that is going on, and the devil is 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 winning over a lot of families. Let not that be our family let not that be your family parents we need to take our responsibility seriously thank you for listening god bless you take care